that's so interesting. Ooh, that's interesting. Well, that is very interesting. Please tell me more. Very interesting. Marty, that was very interesting. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to That's So Interesting, the podcast where we discuss what we think are objectively interesting things. I'm Graham, and you're tuning into part two of a two-part miniseries with our guest Gabe Lee. If you have not listened to part one, we highly recommend you do so. And if you have, sit back and enjoy. Right. We were we were talking with, uh, showed us to Justine McCaskill. <laughs> um, we were kind of, like her and I were chatting at the front desk before we came up in and started recording, but... Yeah. Um, we're kind of talking about how each experience is another opportunity to learn, yep. right? So maybe that's one thing that mm-hmm. I know that I need to keep doing is reframing the way that I see different things, yep. right? And ensuring that I'm able to see every opportunity, every experience that I have as a positive learning experience. Even if I don't like it, mm-hmm. I'm going to be a better person because I'm going to grow from this experience. Mm-hmm. Positive, negative, whatever. And it's that kind of shift in mental attitude that I think helps to kind of create that drive and environment. Absolutely. Would you agree? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, honestly, I, I, um, I think it, there's a lot to be said um, just about the, you know, the, the whole drive and, and everything mo- like that you're yeah. sort of striving for and everything. So, yeah, sorry. I did like, there's not much, uh, that I have to. Sorry, like, that was kind of like uh, moment, to shout out to the Rockets. That was kind of James Harden throwing the ball to PJ to PJ <laughs> with two seconds left on the shot clock. <laughs> two seconds on the shot. <laughs> Just shoot it, man. Trying to make um, a decision. <laughs> yeah, I got the turnover. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> taking that L. Yeah. Well, and, and what you discussed with like Brandon was a <laughs> question about how you find that passion, though. I think it's always about environments and to like when you when you after you develop those impenetrable habits start experimenting with different environments because it's 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 more about environments for me is more important than the opportunity because even if someone gives you an opportunity in, in your heart in, in your heart of hearts you maybe you probably don't want to do this thing you know let's, let's make this relatable to like an average person to uh, a typical person say you're watching national geographic and you take a deadly hippopotamus out of what or uh, hippopotamus is still dangerous on land forget that one like if you, you take you take a shark out of water it's still unable to hunt a rabbit but in the water it becomes one of the deadliest mfers in the animal kingdom similarly i think like with life a lot of people are the shark out of water once but once you put yourself back in the right environment then 4am becomes beautiful because you're just hunting. Mm-hmm. You're hunting, and you're working towards something all the time. That's such a great analogy. <laughs> the whole time I was like, "Man, yeah. Graham would do such a good job describing this shark hunting in the water." <laughs> I was like, "Graham, I want you to give me like a David Attenborough <laughs> synopsis." Yes, here we have the great white struggling across the African savanna. The little bunny is just out of reach of its many layers upon layers of vicious fangs. Now, picture these roles reversed. If that bunny was desperately trying to swim in the Pacific Ocean, that motherfucker would be dead in seconds. That's amazing. Oh, bro. Standing, that's a, sitting that's ovation. A, that's exactly what I wanted. 
Oh my gosh. And PJ Tucker found his groove. <laughs> yeah. Oh, just get, hit me with the quarter three, man. Thank you for uh, that. That was brilliant. No, I think I think that I think that is really meaningful though. God. Like shark aside, it's um I think it's something where a, a lot of people can't not that they can't find the right environment but the are not in the right environment and there's no specific energy or drive to change something because i think it's it's universal for humans that that change is generally hard change is inconvenient Mm -hmm. change is uncomfortable and therefore anything outside of that bubble of comfort it's something that by default, we don't yeah. really want yeah. to do as much. And even if you are a shark struggling <laughs> to breathe in the savanna, you know, it, it's it's something that you just maybe feel is your reality. Like there is no Pacific Ocean for you to be in or something um, that is really, I think, minimizing a lot of people's ability to like think outside of what their current environment could like even hypothetically be or look like because the that opportunity is so i also think that's like socialization right? and and social conditioning we're introduced to or like yeah. plato's allegory of the cave like in, until you're exposed to what's outside of the cave you're always gonna think that's your reality that's a great shout yeah that's a great philosophical <laughs> um, all the shouts today what's our shadow count at 70 oh we should have we should, have, we should definitely have a shadow count <laughs> something like, like that. the wedgie count but shout out count <laughs> Can we get to 50 shoutouts in a podcast? <laughs> I think we're close to that, man. I think we gotta be. Yeah. That's a great point, though, Graham. Yeah, I think that's like... It's such a positive analogy, and I think it's just encouraging to know that everybody will find their environment one day. Hopefully. I really hope so. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. But that's what Gabe Brink's all yeah. about, right? To put them to put them in more... Uh, finding I like finding that. I'm write that down. Finding an ocean. New hashtag. But the problem is to go back with that rabbit analogy. <laughs> in the I'll, I'll give case, you some royalties. The shark thrives on the rabbit not being in its environment. <laughs> but honestly, as admittedly sort of more you know of a negative perspective, like a lot of people like aren't thriving in, say, a regular mm. workday or work week sort of routine. So for someone like Gabe to have that mentality to wake up at 4 a.m. Mm-hmm. and start his day and get the three things that he needs to have complete, to really have that successful and meaningful yeah. experience for the rest of his day, he's the yeah. shark in his environment and the people around him might be bunnies. And in theory, that can be fine by him because he's yeah. achieving what he needs and it's just a matter of swimming past all the bunnies on the way yeah. to his goals. I don't know, Gabe, how do you feel about that? I think we're also, it's not like a binary thing as well. We're shifting between those roles throughout our day. Mm. You're never either always the hunter, you're always being hunted. There's there's so much flexibility there in terms of like, like let, let's talk, let's say like parenting for an example. Like a lot of people see parenting as like a second job that they had like once they get off at five and then how they present themselves to their kids to even if they're CEO at a fortune 500 company 
once they go through those doors, they're just someone's dad, and they become maybe not a rabbit, but they become a, a lesser animal than a shark or a tiger or a lion. Right. It's about being adaptable in different situations. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right? I just really quick, I can't, I can't help but think if uh, we kept the original analogy <laughs> of a hippo instead of a shark. There's some <laughs> animals that can just hunt everywhere. Well, you could be I mean, a shark I think or a, a bunny. Might be a good analogy because you know you're talking about a, a a creature that's able to thrive in different settings and be adaptable. Yeah. You know, similar to amphibians, where or birds yeah. or you know humans to a certain physiological extent, where yeah. given different environments, we are able to adapt and kind of thrive in different scenarios mm-hmm. that we're put in throughout our day. Yeah. Um, but that ability to be adaptable Absolutely. doesn't just happen, right? It's not something you just kind of have. It's something that I think you, people ch- are challenged to learn yeah. um, over time. Yeah. And ultimately, I think like yeah, on this on the trajectory of this metaphor, all those experiences that Brandon described for me earlier, from journalism, from organizing Richmond Youth Basketball League, to, to front desk attendant, towards towards Gabriel, even when I was like 13, to fold and close during the Christmas holiday season at Old Navy. Things, all those things were me trying to find the ocean. But even throughout my days right now, there are certain points where like when I'm working front desk where I don't feel like I'm the predator or I'm the animal that I would like to be. But because I have, but I know, but now I know what the environment that I need to strive in is. And, And also part of that is like, Part of why I want to make this bigger than basketball is because I know that my limitations within basketball, because to me, I'm, I'm unable to be one of the best players of all time. I've done my job in helping and empowering people like Brandon, people like Chris Randy, people like Will Sharon, people like that who truly love the game at its purest form. But for me, it was a form of, of, of social survival. And therefore, I wasn't at some point, my love for it fell short and it also it, Maybe on even Tuesday when when the fourth quarter expires, my love for it could could also expire. But for me, like what makes me come alive and why Brandon and I are so close is like I was I'm so proud to be like just a small portion of him finding his passion. And this is like a small micro project or like mm-hmm. a, a success story of Gabe Rank before even it's reached its current iteration that we're able to collaborate on something like that. I help him, I provide him with a few pointers, but and he takes this thing to the next level. I love seeing other people succeed more than my own success. And like, I think that's truly what will uh, carry us forward for the next uh, 15, 20, 25 years. I hope so. <laughs> I really <laughs> hope so. Going back to the environment, like yeah. this is kind of both you guys. Do you think that our society is failing people in, in regards to not allowing everybody to find their best environment? And what I mean by that is, now, it's been a while since all three of us have been out of the public education system, and I know things have changed, yeah. but mm-hmm. in, in my recollection of going, you know, growing up and going to school, it's very catered to one style of person, mm. right? Um, yeah. It's very controlling in the fact that everybody's sitting, you know, stereotypically in rows mm-hmm. or even at tables or you have assigned seating. Um, everything is very structured. Mm-hmm. Well, you know that environment probably is only conducive to maybe twenty five percent of individuals, if that, if that having success. The challenge is is that everybody is subjected to that type of environment, 
And clearly you can see there are a lot of people who thrive in those types of environments. Yeah. And then there are a lot of people who don't thrive. And the people who don't thrive in that environment are seen as, are seen as you know, less intelligent, less skilled, yeah. less motivated, less knowledgeable. Yeah. You know, having all these less lesser negative connotations attached to them all because the environment is designed for mm-hmm. them to fail. Yeah. Because that's not their environment to succeed. But it's the only environment that they're being forced to be subjected mm-hmm. to. And then it doesn't put them in a position to succeed mm-hmm. later on. May I interject quickly? You may. So Kobe's biggest mentors when he was between the ages of eighteen and twenty two was was the late great Michael Jackson. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, sure. There we go, we reached fifty. <laughs> <laughs> Ding, ding, and what ding. Michael told an 18-year-old Kobe Bryant was don't fall in line if you if you want to be generational. And how I've applied that is like, for school, how can you do something like just a little bit differently? If you truly, truly want, and to have the courage not to fall in line. Because we're always punished for like doing things differently in, in, this, in the school system, right? Yeah. If we, if we, you know, we, if we ask to go to the bathroom or we, or we, or they, we make one spelling mistake or something, something really minor like that, right? Yeah. But if you notice that Ben and I did a Pure Bar class this morning. Shout out to Pure Bar. <laughs> but I don't know if you noticed, but like when we do when we do certain stretches after to recover from things, I actually would like do my own stretch because I feel like I would listen to my own body, and and also I, when everyone was lined up doing certain exercises, I would reposition myself so I'm actually not in line with you guys. Right. And there was that one um, lower body exercise where everyone was lined up doing on, on their mats. And I would take the same position as where the instructor was supposed to be. So I'm developing my same thing as waking up at 4 a.m. I'm developing those habits even in a, comfort, in a situation I'm already comfortable in. So by the time I have to not fall in line outside of that and I have to stand up for, my, for what's right or speak my mind, that part of my brain is already developed. Yeah, so that's so for people who don't know, bar, I mean, you definitely know this better than I do, but bar <laughs> is a type of workout class similar to i think i think similar in a way to zumba where it's a licensed activity where zumba is like not anybody can just teach zumba right zumba is a copyrighted brand that's licensed out its programs to instructors i think bar is kind of similar and from my understanding we were kind of talking about this earlier it's a cross between pilates and ballet but in a similar kind of workout environment you mentioned like courage to kind of not stand out because I think stand out may have like a negative attention drawing mm. connotation, but sure. to to kind of be your own person and not fall in line. As you can imagine, this Pilates ballet class is is very much dominated by females, <laughs> <laughs> or I should say that you know individuals who identify largely with being female. So good refresh for two kind of cisgendered guys to walk in there um, and participate in the class. Like it's definitely a strange space for us to be, but I don't think that ever crosses your mind. Like I don't, I'm not even sure if that's ever even been a thought in your mind that, Hey, I'm kind of a (laughs) alien in this space. Like, you know, you kind of just go about the, the workout in the class as if you're participating in the class, which I think takes a lot of courage because it'd be like, you know, it would seem as strange visually as a, you know, a super skin and bones person walking into an Olympic weightlifting mm. gym, mm. right? Kind of visually being out of place, yeah. but 
what's stopping them, like what should stop them from participating in that activity? And I think it just yeah. comes down to how comfortable you are with yourself, what you're doing, yeah. what you're trying to accomplish. Yeah. And, you know, to quote Mark Manson is just like, not giving an F, like yeah. not caring. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, and just kind of getting over yourself yeah. and being okay with, going out and being in that space i don't know if i also think like i would i want to applaud you for having more courage than i than i did today it, it's it's an activity that's ingrained within my schedule so like the clientele there are almost expecting for me to be there at least four or five times a week but for a new boy to enter that ecosystem i think that took ultimate confidence and <laughs> yeah i mentioned courage. it was like it was nerve-wracking yeah. i shouldn't say one of the life edits I'm trying to make is get away from nervousness and talk more about excitement, yeah. excited at the new opportunity to go yeah. and enjoy this space. But like it was, it was a mental challenge that I kind of had to get over and like yeah. not be thinking about how I'm looking in this space and be more right. Not be self-conscious, self-conscious. But, but to be more focused on how I'm, how my body is acting, how I'm feeling yeah. and like yeah, yeah. kind of controlling my movements and thinking innerly without, being worried that I can't keep my legs straight like everybody else in the class when we're trying to do an exercise or like I'm shaking a lot more than other people. I think I think there's a way to correlate and tie a bow on all this to, to find the intersection. Let's talk about that Christmas Day game. Second or the first best player on the Warriors, Kevin Durant. Yeah. He got a lot of vitriol from the public when he made the when he made the swap over from Oklahoma City Thunder to the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. But ultimately, why I actually support Kevin is because he manifested Mark's mantra. He didn't give a blank yeah. a bleep. What he made the decision that internally he was most at peace with, despite shifting the competitive balance of the top basketball league in the world. And that's something that I admire over winning a championship. Yeah. Sorry, Kobe, you probably didn't want to hear that. <laughs> but like for kids to see like I think kids are viewing that move through the wrong prism. That is the ultimate life edit. He wasn't happy with playing for a coach. He wasn't happy with his, his co-star. Yes. And he was like, yeah, let's let's go change it. I'm going to go 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 to Silicon Valley, discover some new interests, and play a style of basketball that's so congruent with myself. That's awesome. Yeah. I. But he gets called a stink. Yeah. It's unfortunate because I think as a society, we're very cynical towards things. Right. And... Like Graham, you mentioned very early on, like we don't like change, right? So there's obviously a lot of resistance mm-hmm. socially to accepting people for who they are because we didn't have to, you know, as a society, I'm saying we as a society, you know, we didn't used to have to accept people for who they are. We could ostracize them mm-hmm. and discriminate against people because they were different from us. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times in a society, we struggle with people making decisions for themselves mm-hmm. that really have no impact on us as human beings. Yeah. Like Kevin Durant going to Golden State or LeBron going to Miami or... So much hate. Goodness gracious. I'm, you know, I'm trying to think of a non-basketball reference, but people making life decisions for themselves having zero effect on anybody looking in, but it... It'll, they allow them. They allow it to impact their lives so negatively. Yeah. Also, how long? How long is the average NBA basketball game? Two and a half hours. Two and a half hours. The the day is 
the day is 24. Yeah. Shout out to Kobe. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Divide that by three. <laughs> but the fact that the fact that he made that decision, <laughs> he has to live outside of those two and a half hours three times a week. Mm-hmm. And that tells me what I want to implore more people. Like, if you were to, to make that life edit, if you were to change environments, what what does external validation mean to you? How long are you going to make your parents happy? How long are you going to do this for your friends? How long are you going to do this for your girlfriend? Start making a decision that makes sense for you. They're going to be there for a certain compartments of your life, maybe even like a season. But ultimately, when you, when you, have to, when you look at yourself at 4 a.m. or for me at 4 a.m. or whenever you wake up, you have to be so at peace with how that day is going to unfold. And that's ultimately going to, going to lead you to drive to ultimate success. Yes. I think that's such a mm-hmm. huge difference maker in just the way that people operate. Transitioning a little bit. So you touched on the Gabrink World Tour a little bit. Yeah. That's not the kind of the only major project you're undertaking. Oof. So you're jumping into this new venture, brand new venture, uh, called Soul Boys. Mm-hmm. So to be honest, I don't. You've, you've explained it to me a little bit, but I don't think I've ever had the full picture. Right. It's only ever been through our check-ins. So yeah. Um, talk to me about this new this new venture and like what you hope to get out of it and what you hope to impact through. Absolutely. So first and foremost, I've said that a lot this podcast. I got that. That's the edit I have to do internally. <laughs> but we, a, can, we can always get it's better. It's a game rink. It's, a, it's yeah. your version of a disfluency maybe. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> soul Girls and Soul Boys is a, is a running club based out of North Vancouver that we, that uh, I guess I can say we know, that we license all throughout North America for girls and boys between the ages of 5 and 12 to find that community and to find a love for physical activity in a way that uh, our founder, Ashley Wiles, uh, she struggled a lot with depression earlier in her life and uh, she saw the story of uh, Amanda Todd back in 2012 or 2013 and she started Soul Girls as to counteract that happening to any other girl again because we are so conditioned as a society to think of girls as a certain image and for, to provide them with that platform to develop self-confidence and to develop stronger relationships and the, the joy of that building, of that community building piece in the same way that Brandon, you and I have seen what basketball can do. Running can also do the same thing. For sure. And it's so accessible to everyone. And so what, so Ashley's done a great job of, of proliferating to over 20, 20 running clubs all throughout North America. And she's grown it to over, she's touched over a thousand girls with this program, but she has yet to find a boy to take over the, the boy portfolio of the section and the way that Ashley and I met is actually through uh, the account uh, my my bookkeeper for Gabriel she said she implored me to go and network with with Ashley as, as both of us had this consistent ethos of converting past pain into uh, into our greater strength however and both of our mm. histories with uh, overcoming both mental um, with mental health issues as well as our resilience to want to help others not have to go through that and I think that that's a huge piece for me to both condense the timeline of the entrepreneurial journey this is probably month four for me going this hard at Gabriel but she's been at this for five years and was recently last week named one of the top 20 Vancouver based entrepreneurs so for me to have the opportunity for her to trust in me to, to help her in this way I, I'm gonna bite her hand off every single time. This is like, this is the entrepreneurial version of 
Jason Tatum going to to Orange County at four o'clock in the morning and getting trained by the Mamba. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think youth physical activity is something that I think resonates very deeply with Graham and I, mm-hmm. and it's something that we both mm-hmm. value beyond measures. I, I don't want to speak for Graham, but for me, ensuring that the next generation of individuals understands what it means to be active, understands what it means to be healthy, finds a love in being active and being healthy and has the skills necessary to go out and play and enjoy recreation and run or play basketball or swim or sail or do whatever it is that they want to do. Um, So I think that you being involved in this organization to help inspire young kids that running is fun that like mm-hmm. it's a, i mean i know yeah. that run is resonates with you even kind of more graham but um like it's just another way for people to release and rethink yeah. and refocus and um aid them in kind of all aspects of their life and as a side note it's another piece of community yeah. Right, and it's another way for kids to meet each other and engage and interact and socialize mm-hmm. and build relationships and yeah. build skills and all those so many important intangible things that come with sport and recreation that yeah. that all three of us I think value so mm-hmm. much. Graham, if this if this running club is designed for boys and girls and boys between the ages of five and twelve, when did you be, uh, begin your journey with running? Was it within that age range or later? Yeah, yeah, it was definitely within that age range i um i started through you know just like whatever public system you know cross country like that sort of thing um and i really noticed well it even i guess would have dated back to you know like gym class like take a couple laps of the track to warm up or whatever and people are either like huffing and puffing or they just <laughs> don't care or, or whatever and then there's me just like 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 running around at like a reasonable pace like i, I wasn't necessarily you know lightning quick or, or anything but it was something that just like mm-hmm. made a lot of sense and something i really enjoyed doing and so it sort of has uh, it evolved into my identity um or at least a part of it as i alluded to earlier and now really it's more something that I use um, partially as like a reflection tool. And um, I guess I think the closest I come to uh, a traditional meditation would actually be through running. Nice. So nice. just for my personal style, yeah, through through my style, I, um, I prefer not to, um, I guess, listen to anything when I run. Uh, and so it would just be a time where I'm sort of just at, you know, in the, in the dark, just with my thoughts. And, um, I, I like to say I get some of my best thinking done when I run, That's beautiful. Um, because what else are you going <laughs> to do beautiful. when you run? And yeah. that, that, <laughs> Listen to the starters, man. Yeah. That, that also goes back to, like also goes back to finding your yeah. ocean. I, I think I'm fully cognitive mm-hmm. of that, like the, the events that I'm picking to start my day, journaling, uh, bar class, as well as meditation, those aren't going to be, those aren't going to be revel, uh, pieces of revelation for everyone but like how are you going to find those activities mm-hmm. that make sense to you and even if as i play basketball now I, I because i no longer have that deep desire and love for it because it, it reminds me of so much of like some of the scars of childhood bar bar class is really like 
like random commentary when I was changing into my attire today. He was saying like, "This is game time attire," and I was like, "Heck yeah!" Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna put on my knee pads. I'm gonna put on my wristband. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna make sure everything is like in place. I'm gonna. I'm gonna wear the best socks because like. That's a, that's this has become my new measure of success. That becomes my new game time. Like everyone who says to find that thing that that they that they truly love and they can do as, as an escape. And if if I can do that through Soul Boys, I can do that through Gabriel Inc. If everybody can find that thing, then I think I'll when I have that edge of the bed conversation with myself, I'll, I'll be at peace. Yeah. One bar Fridays. Yeah. yeah, yeah. One bar. <laughs> one bar Saturday. I was serious. I was seriously dressed like I was ready to play a basketball game, though. Graham. Shooting sleeve, <laughs> knee sleeves, tank top. Wow. I dress the same way as if I'm going into a basketball game. It's That's huge. Could have been a honestly surprised. Could have been a Kobe jersey. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, again, I think like just that illustration, it speaks to the way in which you prepare, and preparation. I think is different for everybody else, but like the way in which you prepare and get yourself mentally prepared, right? right? Is like, even we were just walking Mm -hmm. from my car to the studio and you were listening to the same, you know, same similar playlist of songs to get yourself mentally engaged Mm -hmm. for class. And I think where some people say, oh, it's just a fitness class. Like I don't really need to prepare much for it. Like you treat that as an opportunity to get better. And in your mentality, it's, the more I put into this, the more I'm going to get out. Mm-hmm. And Math. your preparation, yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, the more stimulus you add, you know, I guess the greater reaction you're going to get. Um, and I, again, mm-hmm. I, I don't think it takes any extra energy on your end in order to do that. It's just something that you're making a conscious decision of in doing. <laughs> and, and I think it's worked out pretty well for you. Hopefully it continues, but I think like, if someone were to listen to this and then apply it, I think it could be tough at the beginning. You have to, it does take energy to be at this level for consistently for Monday through Saturday. But at the same time, it's about expanding your bandwidth and to go from what you're used to. And like most people work, say like they work nine to five, but if with, with both my city of Richmond job as well as Gabriel Inc., I'm working probably like 75 hours a week and that just becomes the new norm. And like how you're, but you also have to be in love with your life in order to, to do such a thing and yeah. to be able to continue to expand that bandwidth is important. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the previous yeah. episodes we had in kind of relation to the holiday season, we talked about kind of some things that we're grateful for nice. in our lives. Nice. And I'm kind of putting you on the spot here, but are there any things, you know, could be one, could be multiple that you find yourself grateful for? Absolutely. I'm grateful for lack of my biological father's absence in my life because most people become a replication of the, some of the dominant values that they're bestowed upon at an early age mm. the fact that i had no menu to pick off of and i could create my own personality that ultimately is what led me to become who this person is today i outside of my <laughs> outside of my mom i was able to pick and choose from people in my life and i was like i actually want to like that consciousness started there I want to be this. I want to have Kobe's work ethic. I want to have Steve Jobs' curiosity. I want to have like some of my. I want to have my mom's compassion. So as opposed to being like, "This is you," I was like, "No, like like that theory of you are the five people that you that you spend the most time with." On my list from like 
seven mm-hmm. to even now, out of those five people, probably only like two of the five are people I interact with daily because I didn't have any limits upon who I could be. Like, man, even at a <laughs> young grateful, age, grateful. you were able to flip the scenario, right? Like, I think there are so many people who would see that as a negative, right? And they'd be, yeah. They'd be victims. <laughs> 100%. But instead, like, you have the mental resolve to flip that scenario and see it as a positive and see it as an opportunity to create game. Right. As opposed to being, you know, we talk about in one of my classes, we talked about the dominant ideology of learning being Mm. this empty brain Mm -hmm. where information is just kind of poured in from a beaker. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's how people learn by just like having information bestowed upon them. Mm -hmm. Right. Whereas, you know, we were kind of exploring in the car, like learning occurs in so many different ways. And as opposed to being subjected to being having values and norms and all of these kind of social things yeah. dumped on you, you went out and said, no, I want this one. And you went out and picked this one and picked that one and chose the ones that made sense for you. <laughs> I think that's so powerful. But when you go to the mall, don't you buy what you want? For sure. But I think a lot of people are like subjected to what yeah is given to them right like i think when you said that you know in in the home you're kind of subjected to the values that you grew up with and i'm like i'm super thankful for that because i'm happy with you know the way that you know the values that were brought up in the house and i think that's Mm -hmm. kind of shaped me to be who i am and i enjoy being who i am but i never thought about that opportunity of saying no like i I don't really like the way that that's going i kind of want to change the narrative. I want to flip the script here and I want to do something different. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. As long as like the household is, is healthy, stable and and as well as, as they're passing on values of value. Right. But what part, another asset of a facet of Gabriel that could be incorporated is like for those of us who don't have role models, how are you able to take, how are you able to apply what I did when I was younger but to condense that timeline. So, you know, the side effects that are less discussed, I talked about the inspiration behind it, but the side effects is like, sometimes you, don't, you can't find the answer and you do need that direction. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So that, that's yeah. also why yeah. I'm, from a Western construct perspective, I'm a little bit behind as an adult in my professional life. But at the same time, like to have the, the beauty and the curiosity to, to build this as opposed to wanting to be like, look, I'm, I'm mentally healthy now. I'm physically the, the fittest I've ever been. Let's go apply for a job. No, no. It's, it's about continuing to have that same curiosity that I had when I was younger and to iterate that and to evolve that into making Gaber Inc. one of the like nationally recognized and a, a voice of our generation. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a big fan of that. Brand. Oh, yeah, go ahead. No, so go what's, ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, oh, go ahead, Brandon. Uh, I, I was going to ask mm. Gabe what his yeah. next steps are. So I, I was excited to get into that. I don't know. You feel like that? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, that's a good time for that. Okay. Yeah, like I, I was just you know wondering, Gabe. Like, I don't know if there are any final check boxes for 2018, but like shot clock's running down. What do you mean? <laughs> like, what? Gotta make some moves. <laughs> shot clock cheese. Um, what? Um, like, like what's next for you? Continuing to refine each 
facets in each discipline in which Gabe Rank represents that. So the three things that I really want to be at the forefront of is like being an outstanding public speaker um, through my social media, being mm-hmm. being a, being a model that is, but to help break up the algorithms of like inst- that the traditional female Instagram model as well as memes because I feel like most of the time when I'm scrolling through is just like one of the two. But how we're able to shift that trajectory through like the positivity of my message as well as showing people that in order to look like how I look like on the photo shoots, it takes 4 a.m. And sometimes it takes 4 a.m. plus 6 p.m. when I decide to do something else and I, I go play basketball, go for another run, something like that. And then the, the third facet would be to have, to be able to have these, to host chats all throughout the world and to develop curriculum that this becomes scalable. So, so to develop a curriculum online that we that we can sell that some of the so to have different modules like some of them, like for seven eight of these ideas that we can pick off off the podcast and discuss how we're able to make that into into a course and so that I'm not only affecting one of Jeff Bezos' famous quotes is like content is king but uh, distribution is the kingdom right so how am I able to get like, this is great mm-hmm. that I'm have like, granted is inspired by my routine. But if thousands and millions of kids are able to see that, then they, then they can truly, truly apply how I've lived my life and how I've learned from Kobe and created my own personality towards becoming the best possible version of themselves through scalability. Right, which unfortunately we don't have <laughs> quite that reach yet on That's So Interesting. Uh, but we're, we're, we're really happy to be a starting point for you, or at least a, a continuing yeah, to build yeah, that foundation on. Appreciate it. Yeah, I don't want to... Uh, drag this out for much longer mm-hmm. um and i know that when we leave this conversation i'm gonna say like man i really wish we we touched on yeah a bunch of other things um but i think what that means is that we'll just have to have yeah. you on again absolutely, absolutely. honestly give it to game, lebron what's, what's one uh menu item that you're looking forward to this holiday season is there a special food that we like to talk about food a lot on this podcast? Nice, nice, nice. Is there a special uh, mm-hmm. something that that you only have during the holidays, or is there just something that you know now that you have kind of more time on your hands and there's more of a family environment? Maybe something that you're yeah. looking forward to eating down in LA or not LA uh, down in Oakland? Like, yeah, I was just gonna say that just to get outside of the routine of things you usually eat and to have a whole array of restaurants and grocery stores that you don't usually visit yeah the world becomes your oyster <laughs> are you gonna pull a lee ellis and go to whole foods the moment you land grab a bananas right a now? bushel of bananas <laughs> yeah absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> um if we're to do you mind if i ask a question to absolutely to kind of yeah wrap things up yeah. what if um what's been the top takeaway for for, either, for both of you guys from what we talked about i think for me it's always I always really enjoy having these conversations and to provide more perspective, Gabe and I have many types of these conversations <laughs> every day um, through check-ins. Like yeah. we'll check in on our uh, our level of motivation for that day and kind of some of the challenges or successes that we've had. But mm-hmm. one of the things that I always really appreciate about having these conversations is it's kind of like a reframe for me, mm-hmm. um, like a, pit stop or refuel a time to kind of retool and and explore the way that i'm going about operating in my life yeah and mm-hmm. and to kind of 
hear what you're doing and hear the challenges that you're overcoming and continuing to pursue and excel in and then relating it back to me and saying, okay, how can I make a change in my life? How can I make a life edit to the way that I go about living? Um, That's going to kind of help me moving forward. And I hate to use the analogy of uh, New Year's resolution. Now, this we're probably going to release this after New Year's, but at the time we're recording, it's uh, December 22nd. Um, and, like, I don't want it to be a resolution because I, I think the idea of a life edit is that you're making a kind of permanent change mm-hmm. to your life moving forward that's going to help you um, be more successful. So I, that's kind of what I get out of these things. It's not really one specific thing, but just as an opportunity for me to retool and rethink and refocus on what it is I'm trying to do in my life and how I go about doing it. I love that. I'm, I'm so thankful that we can, uh, mm-hmm. I'm privileged to be able to have the space to co-create that experience daily with you. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So the, the whole idea that, you know, despite having those expectations and, and everything, it's important to keep them in check and have balance and, and be open-minded to different ways of achieving what those goals are. So not losing sight of them, but constantly reevaluating and constantly finding them and finding new things to add on to that, to that pathway and to sort of always be proud, but never satisfied. Wow. That's huge. That's awesome. (laughs) Be proud, but never satisfied. Take that to the bank listeners. I think that's an awesome way to kind of wrap up our hour and 45 minute conversation. <laughs> I think we'll probably end up chopping this down into, <laughs> yeah. uh, into multiple parts. People want to reach out to you. What's the best ways of going about doing that or following your journey uh, with Gabe Rank? Absolutely. Uh, I'm most active, my most active uh, channel of social media is, Inst- is Instagram so far at Gabe Rank, G-A-B-E-R-I-N-C. You can also visit, visit us at our website, GabeRank.com, same spelling. And if you ever want to reach out, slide into the DMs, shoot me an email. It's my, 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 uh, the, the company email is on the website as well. It's been a really awesome pleasure to be a part of uh, the project you guys are developing here today. Yeah, well, like, again, I think I can't say it enough. Like, I'm so happy that we were able to make this work out and have this kind of conversation. And I look forward to having yeah, more too. of these conversations. It's one last one of mine. What I truly sure. hope is it, it isn't about for a listener out there it's not about having these conversations and consuming it it's more about how you're how you can take some of the things that we've talked about and and start applying it to the way that you view the prism of your life so it's not so you you can find your own ocean and be proud but never satisfied to quote pandas basketball well done is often better than well said absolutely i think that's a huge key takeaway it's about making those life edits and taking those next steps um, to be the better version of of yourself in in whatever avenue of life um, you choose that to be. Find that ocean. (laughs) Find (laughs) that ocean. Find Um, that ocean. Yeah, again, it's been a pleasure having you on. As always, you can get in touch with us at thatsointerestingpod at gmail.com and uh, we're also on Instagram at TSI Podcast and we'll put Gabe's information and uh, contact info in the Instagram post as well as the, the show notes. And uh, Gabe, have a safe trip. 100%. Uh, down to Oracle. I am jealous, <laughs> but I uh, <laughs> I hope that you have the yeah. most incredible experience um, on your pilgrimage to the homeland. Thank I'm you sure so Bean will be in the building. 
Hopefully we'll get the opportunity. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully we'll get the opportunity uh, <laughs> to say hi. Yeah, yeah. Happy New Year's. Enjoy your trip. It's been a blast. Get up there and play kids. <laughs>